Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my Central God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Monday. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM, Brendan Glasheen, alongside Sean Zarillo and Anthony DeBundo. Great to have you with us. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. We appreciate the five-star ratings. If you leave a review, we'll take a peek. Thank you for your feedback uh, throughout the course of the season. Short slate, as we know, on Mondays, typically just an eight-game slate. Red Sox-Rays uh, makeup game being played today. I, I realized over the weekend that was a scheduled doubleheader. So this game was actually supposed to be Friday. It backfired. They're playing today at four. So an early start, Red Sox-Rays at four. And then some games in that six o'clock hour, so on and so forth. Um, we should uh, we could dive right in. So we've got best bets. Uh, we'll find out if we're going to fade the public. New angle to fade the public today. We're going to look at a, a total today, which... Uh, the guys have thoughts on a particular game, um, underdogs, and then some final bets before we go. So uh, here we go. Zerillo, what do you got? Best bet for Monday, June 5th. Yeah, based on where the prices move, I'm going to take the Milwaukee Brewers in both halves with Julio Teheran. Third start back since making his return to the big leagues. He spent time in the Atlantic League last year down in Mexico. Um, his stuff plus has been surprisingly good returning to the majors above average fastball sinker changeup. His location has been solid too. He's a guy who throughout his career generates a ton of movement on his pitches, generates weak contact outperforms his expected metrics career, 378 ERA expected FIP of 4.4. So more than a half run he's outperformed his underlying metrics across his career. But even in the stat cast era, he largely outperformed his expected ERAs too. So Julio Teheran throughout his career has been a bit of an enigma in that you just really can't quantify him based on the results that he's getting because he just seems to do a little bit better than the strikeout and walk numbers and what have you. So, uh, I mean, career 268 batting average on balls in play. I think that just goes to speak to being able to generate weak contact for a long time. Uh, Abbott coming up for the Reds, really interesting arm, tons of strikeouts above 30% at every minor league level was a strikeout rate, but a lot of walks too. 10% in double a last year, 9% in triple a this year. I think he's a very exciting arm and with the way the Reds are trending with the way the NL central is trending. If Ellie De La Cruz comes up at some point soon, I'm starting to think about betting the Reds to win the NL central, especially if this kid Abbott is good. If he's going to give them another big time arm to add to their rotation, 
I maybe and Nick Lodolo comes back at some point healthy. I'm not opposed to taking long shot divisional stabs on the Reds at this point because the NL Central is completely falling apart, and I think it's totally up for grabs. So, uh, I'm intrigued by Abbott's talent, but I still rate Tehran as a better pitcher for now. So the Brewers in both halves make them slight favorites. You can get them around plus 115 in either half right now. Would bet them down to about plus 105, plus 110. Uh, both first five and full game. Roll out the barrel. We'll have a barrel of fun. Roll out the barrel. We've got those blues on the run. Debundo, you've been on uh, the Reds. If you want to comment, the Reds are still 30 to 1 at BetMGM. You mentioned this, I think, Friday last week that you're on the Reds uh, to win the Central. You're on, well, you're on like every team to win the Central, but you got a good number on the Reds, you think. I'm on every team except Milwaukee at this point. Okay. Uh, and I even added some Milwaukee to miss the playoffs. I, I think that they're incredibly fraudulent, and I think that they're, they're going to get exposed here down the stretch. Uh, and they have a front office that is not going to spend to get better at the deadline and may even look to move some of their top guys. Corbin Burns has not looked like himself. We talked about this on Friday. Uh, there's still a plus 180 to miss the playoffs on Milwaukee. Now that requires is any of those other teams to catch them. Pittsburgh is is been playing better, you know, just got a good weekend series for them against the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals, we know they have the talent. I agree with the Reds, though. I think they're live. They did lose Lodolo, it looks like, for a while now. He just got moved to the 60-day injured list, so that hurts for sure because uh, that rotation with the four of them would have been pretty impressive. But now... I mean, at least Ben Lively has been decent. Maybe he can keep doing that. Weaver's actually had some good starts. So this rotation is doing something. Uh, and I actually like Abbott a lot. You talked about his strikeout rates in double A AA and triple A. The movement on his, some of the pitches he was throwing uh, in double A with the, the, the pre-tacked balls that they were using uh, was really impressive. And then he comes to triple A and a lot of people were saying and, and thinking maybe he would, you know, lose some of his strikeouts. Uh, he was striking out. Uh, 20 batters per nine in double A. Uh, well, he struck out 12.7 batters per nine in 38 innings. There is a bit of a walk concern, um, but this is also a Milwaukee lineup that's dead last or second to last rather against left-handed pitching in all of baseball, 74 uh, WRC plus against lefties. It's been really bad. Uh, highest strikeout rate by over 2%. So I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, Chances for Abbott to shove here today. I've actually bet the Reds uh, last night. It's moved a lot, so I would not lay minus 130 on them at all. Actually, lean towards Sean's side if you can get you know plus 120 or whatever if it gets that high. But uh, I do like uh, the Reds today and Abbott against Tehran. Okay. Brewers are going for uh, the sweep. That series started Friday. Uh, Debundo, what do you got for a best bet for this short slate Monday? Yeah, so it looks like Altuve is going to miss for Houston. So that is a little bit of a loss, and I would wonder if the market would start to account for that uh, because Houston did take money overnight. They opened plus 120. They're down to around plus 110 right now. I like the Astros if you can get plus 110 or better uh, against Alec Manoa. And wow. at some point, we just kind of have to not throw out our priors but kind of acknowledge that the Manoa that we saw last year is probably not coming back this season because the fastball velocity is down, the slider spin rates are down, they're not getting the whiffs that he was getting last year, and he already really wasn't a strikeout, you know, dominant strikeout guy, you know, 8.24K per nine and 196 innings last year. This year, down about a strikeout per inning to 7.49, and the walks are way, way, way up because he just can't get the whiffs, and so batters are extending counts. It took him 89 pitches to get through four innings uh, against a very average Brewers lineup 
they're essentially throwing out, I mean, quad A lineups right now, the Brewers, because of injuries and whatnot. And yet he still couldn't get through four more than four innings. So I have major problems with him uh, against this lineup that doesn't really strike out a lot. Houston's lineup uh, in the upper half and strikeout rate. Uh, and uh, not a ton of chase rate. So I think they can jump him pretty early here. And I know Bielek's pretty pretty average and from a starting pitching perspective, uh, but it's, it's really just a bet against Manoa, who the projection systems still see as like a 4-2, 4-3 ERA guy. I really don't see it right now, the way he's pitching. I mean, if any other pitcher had his strikeout minus walk rate uh, with this – you know, this, this far into the season now, I think we would have to, you know, change tune on, on what he really is right now. Uh, and so I'm, I'm pretty out on Manoa this year. Yeah. So Jeez. Manoa, yeah. I just want to comment on Manoa real quick. So yeah. 644 expected ERA, Anthony talking about the projection systems being like mid fours, uh, like four, two five, four, four, five. If you take his stuff plus, and his location plus and quantify it into an ERA, it's 576. So his expected ERA is 643. His pitching model quantified ERA is 576. He is not a sub four, sub five pitcher right now. Nowhere close. Yeah, I I am actually considering like downgrading Manoa even further from where my model has him and betting on the Astros just because he's he's broken. He's completely broken. I mean, it's crazy to me that his number came in that low. I mean, let me read off some of the pitchers that come in. So I'm going to use the bat. These are the pitchers that he's lined up with for the rest of season projections. Uh, Luis Ortiz, Tyler Anderson, Justin Steele, uh, Tarek Skubal, some Jack Flaherty. I would take all of those pitchers over Alec Manoa with ease. Lucas Giolito is higher, 4-3 for Giolito. Uh-huh. And uh, Braxton Garrett, 4-3. I know that's a guy we like on this show. Edward Cabrera, 4-3-6. So Manoa is projected better than those guys. I Bailey Falter, even, 4-3-5. Uh, I know Falter's been bad. And then you go further down the list. Hunter Green, 4-3-9. So uh, the fact that the uh, J.P. Sears, 4-3-9, uh, he's pitching today as well. So the fact that Manoa is lower than a lot of those guys is pretty stunning to me. And uh, maybe the bat will laugh at us at the end of the year, but I, I certainly disagree with Derek on that. Justin Steele is the big outlier on that list. Big outlier on that list. Projections miss him. I don't know what it is with Steele. Yeah, he's hurt now, unfortunately. He, he just like, he's, we talked about Tehran outperforming. He's a guy who is going to outperform his expected metrics by half run every year. He's already done it. And I don't know what it is, but Justin Steele is just like a bit of a unicorn and seems to, be able to break projections a little bit, but he's a guy I bet on consistently since he came up. So he's made us some money and hopefully he comes back healthy. Blue Jays have lost eight of Manoa's last nine starts, including six in a row. Astros, even money plus 100 at bet MGM as we come to you on a Monday morning. So, and, but Anthony mentioned off the top, no Tuve, So that might be, mm-hmm. that's definitely factored in to a degree, right? All right, so we'll find out. Uh, Manoa, the, the pitch clock, I think, is also Zarell. You've talked about this. Some of these mm-hmm. workhorse guys, these bigger dudes. Uh, Manoa, Lance Lynn. Yeah, it, it's affecting him. Uh, let's move to fade the public. As I said off the top of the show, we're taking a little bit of a different angle as opposed to just ragging on the Oakland A's, soon to be the Vegas A's. So we looked at the, when you look in the Action uh, Network app, everybody, you can not only get money percentages that the bet the ticket percentages, the money percentages on sides, but also totals. 
And a uh, good catch here by Zarillo, 83% of the bets, 91% of the money on Cubs Padres over. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Over getting a lot of love. This opened at eight. It's now moved to eight and a half. Um, BetMGM's got this total set at, uh, it's at eight and a half over at minus 120. Um, so the same that, that Zarillo is pointing out. The pitching matchup, Hendricks against Blake Snell. Hendricks making his third start of the season. Snell has been racking up walks as of late. The Padres, speaking of a team that hasn't been able to win his starts, the Padres have struggled with Snell on the mound. Zerillo, are you still interested in taking an over at eight and a half, or is the number moving too much for you're, you're going to stay away? Where the totals are now, I'd probably look to take the first five over four and a half up to minus 120. I wouldn't bet it anywhere past that, but I think first five over four and a half to minus 120 is okay. I'm mostly betting against the starting pitchers here. The Cubs bullpen could be a little bit sketchy, but, uh, you know, Blake Snell, as he mentioned, walking a ton of guys this season, career high, 13.7% walk rate. The Cubs top seven offense against left-handed pitching, top seven offense walking against left-handed pitching. So relatively difficult matchup for Snell. The way Snell's trended, and you saw last year carry a 3.2 expected ERA, walk rate immediately spiked to start this year, stuff plus down. It's trended back towards where he was last year. He was at a 118 stuff plus number last year. Average for the season this year is 108. But in his last start, which was his best start of the year, he posted, I believe, a 119 stuff plus. So he was right in line with where he was last season. The problem is his location plus numbers, his command has been below average in every start this season, and he's continuing to walk guys. So if he's able to start commanding the ball better at some point, Snell's stuff is back in line with where it was last year, and he could be just as good as he was last year. That pitcher is still in there. He's just been so consistently wild throughout the year and continuing to walk guys, even as he's his stuff has improved that I'm not necessarily sure, you know, it's going to come right away. It may come at some point, may come at the second half, but I don't necessarily think he's all the way back yet. Even going off of the numbers that he had from his last start where his stuff was amazing, but his command was still below average. That's like a 4.5 ERA type pitcher. If he carried that over a full season. So the command is everything for pitchers and particularly for Snell was big stuff, but he's not going to throw it in the zone. It doesn't matter. Uh, the problem is going against Kyle Hendricks, who is just throwing a fastball as poorly as any starting pitcher in baseball this season. Uh, about a 70 stuff plus on his fastball. His overall stuff plus rating, I believe, is even lower in the 60s. And he's on a four-year decline in terms of the way his stuff is trending. His past 48 starts prior to this year, so between 2022 and 21, his expected ERA was around five and his stuff plus is slipping even lower. So I don't actually mind the Cubs here on the money line if you get plus 150 or better, but I certainly prefer the over, the over eight where I bet it to minus 115, and now the over four and a half for the first five innings to minus 120. That's how I go about playing this matchup. I think you continue to bet against these starting pitchers. Uh, maybe the Cubs are able to steal in the bullpens, but likely or prefer the over. And the first five Cubs money line number is shorter at plus 125. That reflects... Um your analysis, mm -hmm. but like you said, you're, you've got some belief. Their bullpen can be iffy. Um, Bet MGM's got the full game money line Cubs plus 145 and back to the first five for a second. The four and a half over uh, is at minus 130 and the A's are playing today. Um, so mm -hmm. if you do have interest in the A's playing Pittsburgh, that uh, 
the percentages, 71% of the bets, 89% of the cash coming in on Pittsburgh, minus 174 over at uh, Ben MGM. Debundo, uh, on that total, thoughts staying away with the number rising to eight and a half, Cubs, Padres. Yeah, I can't figure out this Padre lineup. Uh, it's very frustrating, very difficult to read. Um, you know, I looked into it last night, kind of like, where is this lineup lagging? Their OBP from the one and two spot is 307. Pretty bad. It's one of the worst in the league. Uh, they're not getting anything from five to seven either in the lineup. So really it's, you know, the drawbacks of the stars and scrubs approach. If your lineup all of a sudden, one or two stars are just not quite as good, which is what we're seeing. Uh, that the lineup becomes very average, and that's the case here. They're not getting anything out of nine, one, or two really uh, in their lineup from an on-base so they're, perspective. They're like the, they're the Phoenix Suns of baseball. Like yeah, and and look, Soto's <laughs> been walking a lot and, and and started to hit for more power, but like Juan Soto getting on base a ton in the four hole isn't doing them a ton if the five, six, seven are never hitting behind him. Uh, and so it's it's a strange situation with Machado being out. Um, this this lineup is very puzzling. Now from a pitching perspective in this specific game, uh, Hendricks and Snell have two of the lowest zone rates in all of baseball. Uh, they are in the bottom 10 amongst starters. So the names that come up here, some of these guys haven't even been full-time starters. Javier Assad made one or two starts. Chirinos has barely pitched for Tampa. Jose Arena in and out of the rotation. Cause he's not very good. Uh, Edward Cabrera is the first major like this guy starts every five days on the on the list then it's ray carrasco and then snell molly burns Hendricks. so those two guys do not throw the ball in the zone one thing san diego is pretty good with is patience they will walk if you're not going to throw it in the zone and so i think that um there could be a lot of traffic on the bases for both of these lineups cubs as well pretty patient at the top of their lineup uh, could be some problems for these two guys. I, I would lean with the over as well. And I almost want to play Oakland. I think Pittsburgh might take more money. And I would hop in on Oakland if it got to like plus 160, 165. Um, because I like Sears. I continue to say that. Bet him last week. Uh, I like the strikeout minus walk. The home runs will come down uh, inevitably. He won't keep giving up that many homers. And Bednar pitched two straight days. So Bednar may not be available. That Pittsburgh bullpen looks a lot flimsier without Big Dave at the back end shutting things down Oakland plus 145 right now at bet MGM so not yeah, quite it's too price. low for me but if it, if it gets up to 160 165 I would I would play Oakland which we've seen the market move heavily against Pittsburgh or Oakland throughout the day so it's possible all right and that uh Padres Cubs game is on uh, ESPN plus tonight so if you've got a subscription you can tune in wherever you may be Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only must be 21 or older to wager 19 or older in Ontario new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from ensuance excludes Michigan disassociated persons please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800 next step in Arizona 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado DC Kansas Louisiana Nevada Wyoming or Virginia 1-800-270-7117 for confidence 
confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Hi there, listeners. We're back to invite you to head into this sports betting summer with new gear built to last. And friends of the podcast, Shady Rays have you covered against the glare of that summer sun with premium polarized shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company offering world-class products, durable frames, the clearest possible optics, and Shady Rays also offers the best protection plan in all of eyewear. How good is it? Well, every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? Here's what they told me. It means if you lose or break your pair, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, it's okay. You don't need to cry about it. You just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. And you can look good and feel good because to date, Shady Rays has donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. That's nice. So, exclusively for you, our beloved podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Okay, moving on to underdogs for today. Um, who, who might we like Zerillo? We just mentioned you know, the Oakland. I don't know if Oakland makes your cut today with the, uh, the eight games in pro, uh, eight games going on tonight. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Yeah, I'm going to take the Kansas city Royals. both have technically my largest projected edge on the slate, or at least it was from an overnight standpoint. Uh, Carlos Hernandez, a guy that Anthony and I were intrigued by quite a bit a couple of years ago and just, got so frustrated because he could never throw the ball in the zone, but the arm talent was obvious. High 90s fastball, wicked slider, and it seems like he's destined to be a dominant reliever because this stuff is really played up in the bullpen. Uh, Top 10 fastball velocity, 18th and stuff plus amongst all pitchers. The fastball's cranked up from like 97 as a starter to 99, 100 out of the bullpen. So long-term, I think he's going to be a very effective reliever, and I think the bullpen is his home, but he is going to make an opening spot start today. I would expect him to go about two innings at the front of a bullpen game for the Royals. Hopefully, he can give us two clean innings. And the Royals offensively against Braxton Garrett may be in their better split. Uh, They rank much better against lefties than they do against righties. They're still well below average against both types of pitching, but are in their better split here. Uh, 18th, 103 WRC plus against lefties, so slightly above average. They're 79 against righty, so 21% below average. I made the Royals here closer to plus 125 in either half. You could bet them down to about plus 135. And, yeah, just hope they can keep things tight and competitive over the course of a bullpen game in a matchup where they should have a decent uh, offensive splits advantage against the opposing starter. 
plus 140 on the money line at BetMGM as of this morning. Debundo, yeah. favorite underdog. And, well, we're going back to the NL Central because we can't help ourselves. Yeah, I love this division. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's a fun division, honestly. Uh, three teams I have tickets on are in third, fourth, and fifth. Uh, and we are now in June. Anyway, uh, I like... A lot, lot, lot of time left. A lot of time. A lot of time. Cardinals keep getting injured, though. It's concerning. I do like them today against the Rangers. You can get a better number than I did now because the market has moved a little bit toward the Rangers and Martin Perez. Uh, the Cardinals have not hit lefties at the level they did last year, but the lineup still projects well against the lefties with the two big right-handed bats and now uh, Wilson Contreras in the middle of the order. Uh, and... Uh, I think that's more a matter of just Arenado and Goldschmidt not being as good as they were last year, but I still think their you know their projection looks good against lefties for sure. And I like them against Perez. We get plus one twenty five now on the Cardinals. Uh, when you look at the pitching plus numbers, you probably wouldn't believe it, but uh, Wainwright projects better than Martin Perez now. Uh, based on stuff plus he throws his he has the elite curveball that still gets by. The sinker hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. I know that his strikeout numbers have been really poor. He's only striking out 12% of hitters thus far, by far a career low. His XERA is the highest it's ever been. Uh, But if you look at like a pitching plus projected ERA, these two guys are pretty comparable pitchers overall. And so I'm going to take the flyer on the Cardinals in their better split, um, whereas the Rangers project better against lefties. So I'm going to take the Cardinals and uh, trust them to win a game, which they have not done very well uh, lately. But you know what? Go Birds. Redbirds. Every week you're going to, when you're on this podcast, you'll just be saying, go blank NL Central team. Yes. Next week it'll be the Reds. When they, when they, when these teams face each other too, I'm intrigued how you're going to bet game to game when these teams face each other in the division. That'll well, be- it's just whoever's playing the Brewers. That's true. Yeah. Until Brandon Woodruff comes back. All right. A couple more final bets. Again, it's a short slate, so not too much. Zerillo, you want to reiterate again why you like uh, the Cubs today? I know we've kind of talked about this already. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, just a projection standpoint. You know, it's really hard to justify like backing Kyle Hendricks, but uh, I think with their offensive splits against Snell, maybe they can score some runs when a shootout or a slugfest. Uh, I also am considering betting the Detroit Tigers. made that line plus 187 best available number out there is around plus 205 that would roughly be my cutoff price target at this point i'm probably just going to sit around wait for lineups to come out and make sure uh that the market doesn't float up higher and i can get a better price so tigers may end up on my card but other than that going to be a short slate and we will look to hit some look ahead lines for tuesday closer to the time that this podcast drops Looking at Pakoda right now, Debundo. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies under. Are we are we looking okay? As Pakoda's got him at eighty five wins. Well, you have to be careful now because uh, this is right when Kyle Schwarber becomes um, the best hitter in the history of the league. Uh, so he you've already said home. that though. I think like two weeks ago. I said it last week. I said it on Friday, and he hit oh, okay. uh, three homers feels this like, weekend. Feels like two weeks. Ago, so uh, you know he's back. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, the Phillies, Phillies will go as far as their rotation takes them. Right now, Nola and Wheeler have not been the Nola and Wheeler we're used to. Oh, no. uh, and so, thus, the team is under 500. But I, I still think they win 84, 85 games, which I've pretty Perfect. much said all year. So, Fangraphs has them at 81.2 wins, just for reference. Pakoda at 85, as Brendan said. I think some books are starting to put up mid-season win totals as well. If you guys want to get interested in that. Uh, I saw Arizona was at 86. Padres down to 85 and a half now. Still pretty bullish given their start. 
Debundo, we've uh, you've got a couple of strikeout props uh, that you want to bet today and give out on the podcast, and uh, a man we've talked about so a lot on the pod today, Julio Tehran. Yeah, I like his under three and a half uh, strikeouts against the Reds. Uh, if you figure him to face about twenty one hitters. Uh, which is about where I would put him here. He hasn't gone particularly deep in the games. Uh, the fact that his strikeout rates are projected that high is surprising me. Three and a half, you can find a minus 115 out there. Uh, I like the under uh, in that one. You know, his last time in the major leagues, 5.4 strikeouts per nine. Now he's at four in Milwaukee through 11 innings. Uh, like the 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 lack of pitching forever. I know the stuff plus was decent in the in the first couple of outings. Uh, but I just find it hard to believe that that's going to hold up. And even like Sean said, even when he's pitching well, it's never been like a dominant strikeout profile. So at, I like under three and a half here. I think he gets hit pretty hard today by the Reds uh, lineup. And then uh, I like Shane McClanahan under five and a half strikeouts at plus 125. Uh, surprised by how high this is. I get under 125. The the Red Sox uh, lineup underrated and it's plate skills with, you know, Verdugo and Yoshida at the top of it. I, I think that uh, you also could see Cassis sit against the big lefty. That's, that's a possibility, which would certainly help uh, the strikeout props for the under. They put a better contact hitter in that lineup. Uh, I like the under on his numbers as well. Duran uh, also potential sit, although I doubt it, uh, which would also help the strikeout number for the under. So the way that the Cora can kind of platoon this lineup against the big left-handed pitcher makes them a better group uh, against strikeouts, at least. Lineup underrated rotation is in trouble, as we found out over the weekend. Yeah, Chris Sale injured. There he At is. Press there, conference the was the most bizarre about. thing I've ever I've seen all year, maybe. Yeah, and weird. It was BJ like, oh, Chris Sale to the here. injured list. He's having a presser. I'm like, is he retiring? Is he done for the season? They're like, well, we have no idea what it is. We're just sitting here with no with our hands on the table like oh we don't know B- bj must be on the case that's why he's not here for his normal monday appearance on payoff pitch he must be trying to figure out what's wrong with chris sale so interesting how that works huh it's chris sale rolling bj shows up and then chris sale goes on the il and bj just is he's gone miss you bj okay that's it short slate Shorter show. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Sean Zarello, Anthony DeBundo. Zarello's got opening pitch up at actionnetwork.com and the Action Network app. Full projections of today's short slate. DeBundo will have DeBundo, you back tomorrow? I am. Okay, cool. I'm in all three this week, actually. Beautiful. So we've got uh, Dinger Tuesday tomorrow. So look forward to that. He'll have his column up as well at Action Network after the show tomorrow. Uh, Brendan Glasheen signing off. Payoff pitch Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the season. Please rate, review, and subscribe as we set up the top of the show. We're back tomorrow morning. Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We're presented by BetMGM. Enjoy the slate, and we'll catch you tomorrow morning. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.